This is the Sanam S4 podcast, brought to you by Sanam S4, the go-to people for success in the world's fastest growing economies. Season 1. Reshaping international student recruitment in the time of coronavirus. Episode 2. Tom Miner's background includes periods in public sector and non-profit social media, as well as a game-changing role as head of global social media at Crocs Shoes. At Crocs, Tom led the company's resurgence in popularity with millennials and Gen Z, created a number of celebrity collaborations and had his work featured in Adweek, People magazine and The Washington Post. Tom, welcome. Well, thanks for having me. This is exciting. Uh, joining from Colorado, so pretty far away, but uh, the joys of technology. So first of all, I think it would be really interesting if you could start by telling us a bit about um, particularly your background in terms of Crocs and moving the company from really a, quite a bricks and mortar kind of organization to into investing so significantly in social media. Sure. Yeah. So um, I was the uh, head of global social media for Croc Shoes. Um, so the company had been around since the early 2000s, and they kind of had built this global uh, brand really on the backs of traditional wholesale and retail. It was around mid teens uh, where the, uh, the company was um, not doing so not doing so hot. They were um, kind of taking a step back. Um, they had uh, not a clear strategy in place, um, and you know they kind of were keeping their eye on this thing called social media, <laughs> which was obviously changing mm-hmm. the trajectory for a lot of brands and organizations around the globe. So, uh, at the highest levels of the company, they made a really big strategic decision to kind of uh, start closing down some of their traditional brick and mortar locations. And they wanted to invest heavily in digital and social to be a uh, brand for this uh, winning brand in this new um, century. Um, They took a big chunk of their company budget and decided to go big in digital and social. So this kind of social first strategy for the brand (laughs) paid off their uh, stock price quadrupled just a matter of a couple of years. Uh, If you go Google Crocs shoes now, you'll see all kinds of media articles written about the Crocs comeback. And a lot of that was because of a fantastic social media strategy. And when I first kind of came on board through social listening, we found out that actually the biggest fans of the company were really millennials and Gen Z. They had memories of their first pair of shoes being Crocs. Um, so we kind of you know uncovered this, saw there's a trend going on, um, and really amplified it. It you know kind of blew up in our faces in certain ways where it just it took off globally, uh, which was exciting because you know it was we kind of led this strategy at headquarters here in the U.S. Um, but we realized it, it's playing out all over the world. So whether it was uh, you know on WeChat in China or on Twitter in the U.S., Facebook in, in uh, South America, um, you know we found out that this kind of global theme existed. So it was really fun from a strategist lens. Well, I think that's a fantastic introduction. It's very encouraging actually for listeners who are very used to a bricks and mortar offer in the university space but just knowing that the business a business can be reshaped really successfully through a rethink and through an investment um, in social so I think that's a fantastic place to start but you mentioned in that a couple of times um, about strategy and I think listeners will be interested to know how you're seeing the difference between strategy and content I mean you obviously feel that it really matters why is that yeah, so this is my favorite conversation to have on social media. 
<laughs> just have to get it in there, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> so I think when most people think of social media right now, we think of it as, oh, I need a Facebook page or I need a Twitter account or whatever, you know, insert blank account. Um, and I need content on there. And people yeah. will just start posting. And when you take that approach, all you're doing is contributing to the noise that now is social media. Uh, seemingly, everybody in the world <laughs> and their mom has a, um, a certain uh, social media accounts. Uh, it might not be in all of them, but they at least have one or two. Uh, and so when everybody's on there now trying to get their voice heard or the message across, it's just a lot of noise. So trying to find the signal in that can be challenging to your audience. So I always like to start with the analogy where if you catch a man to fish, you'll feed him for a day. But if you teach a man to fish, you'll feed him for a lifetime. So for me in that analogy, content is catching a man of fish and strategy is teaching him how to fish. So if you look at strategy kind of as a definition, I like to think of it as, you know, where you're going to play and how you're going to win. So mm-hmm. on social, you know, where to play obviously is kind of a series of decisions you can make on uh, what platforms you're going to use and which ones you're not going to use. Mm-hmm. Um, because there's, you know, infinite ones out there. You can't be successful on all of them. It's just too much. You're going to spread yourself way too thin focus and resources. Um, and then once you kind of had made that decision at the strategic level, then you have to get down to that. How are we going to win? You know, that could be different for every organization or institution out there. You know, maybe you're going to go all in on influencers or you're going to be in the thought leadership space, or maybe you're going to have world-class video content. That kind of that second series of decisions of how to win kind of sets you up with a, with a winning strategy. So that's kind of your high level strategies, kind of the long game. You're building a foundation that's going to make you successful for years to come. Mm-hmm. Uh, versus content for me, well, you know, content without a strategy is meaningless. Um, you can't really s- get started without a clear strategy. Um, meaning, let's say you were to hire the best co- um, copywriters in the world. You know, they could sit there all day writing content calendars for you. It could just be amazingly fresh written content. Um, but without any strategy to kind of back it up or to guide that, it's not going to go anywhere. And I think a lot of people have to find this out the hard way is they'll start just by, let's just start talking about something. Let's just create accounts. Let's just get content out there. We'll figure it out as we go. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, the problem with that is that you're just going to keep doing that for years and spinning your reels. Um, so I always, you know, tell people before you get started, make sure you have a winning strategy in place. Obviously that kind of strategy document can be a living, breathing document. That you can, you can change over time as you get out there and learn things in the marketplace, um, but never get started without that in place. Okay good to have that reminder because right now the way the world is it just feels like so many people are scrambling to move as quickly as possible and I imagine that in the pressure to do that sometimes the strategic thinking piece can just kind of be a bit lost or kind of shortcut but that's a great reminder of why it's so important but since your time at Crop you've been freelancing and I guess that's given you a fantastic overview of what the social space looks like in the US Um, and many of our listeners will be I'm sure interested to hear right from having your finger on the pulse um, in the US of of what the big trends are at the moment. Right now the the world the way it is um, and not really have a timeline on when we might go back to uh, more normal times we're really seeing this uh, retrenchment to smaller groups and clubs. So, um, you know, the rug was kind of pulled out from underneath all of us, uh, you know, in this past month. The way information is now being obtained is drastically different than it was if we were having this conversation five weeks ago. Um, you know, we're all seeking information in this new reality and how our favorite things have been impacted. So, for example, imagine you were a teenager or a young adult who was deciding on, um, you know, what school they're going to go to next year. How are we possibly going to decide now? 
in-person events, whether it was a recruitment event or you were going to go visit a campus, all these things are now not feasible in this new reality. Uh, and we don't know how this is going to go on for. So I think what we're seeing is people going more micro. And what I mean by that is look at the popularity of Facebook group. They're actually booming right now because people are looking for the sense of community. This kind of a below the surface move to micro, uh, which you know could be something that lives on past this um, whole coronavirus uh, period of history. Uh, I think as people are seeing, you know, as they retrench to smaller groups and spend more time with their with their tribe, we're seeing you know, this kind of resurgence and people finally using technology the way it was created to be and that's to connect us with our you know our loved ones so i could see you know this practice of going to these smaller groups and clubs being something that's going to live on much longer than the next couple of months um so that's kind of the first really big trend um that i'd say people need to be prepared for and are already uh taking quick action on and then kind of the second piece of that is one-on-one um, -on -one communication so i am a huge proponent always have been in community management um, one of the things. And what do you mean of, by that community management? Yeah. So, you know, if you create a social media following of any sort, whether you're just starting, you have a hundred followers or you've been around forever and you've got 10 million, your audience is there to engage with you. After all, it's called social media, not just media. Mm -hmm. uh, so on the other side of any social media account you needs to be a human being. Um, and now more than ever, that's especially true. So if I'm going to be following a organization or a company or whatever it is, you know, I don't want to just be one of many that are being kind of talked to. Um, I want to feel like there's somebody on the other side of that account that could answer my questions. If I leave a comment on a post, I'm in a Facebook group and, you know, have questions on what's going on with that organization or company. Um, I want my voice to be heard and I want to be responded to in a timely manner. Consumers nowadays, you know, we kind of have expectations to be responded to within a couple of hours, usually now, whether that's an email on inbox or um, especially on social media, the timeline's even quicker. So with community management, you know, you really have to have, again, kind of a strategy in place, but how are you going to respond to people? Uh, what tone of voice are you going to use? Are you going to provide in-depth responses or are you just have, you know, links ready to go and um, a spreadsheet you can copy and paste that people can kind of click to follow for more information. So you really have to be thinking about your followers there, your community, uh, how are you going to manage them? How are you going to be a source of information? Uh, make sure you're addressing and responding to any um, comments and questions. And so nowadays, especially with kind of this move to um, more virtual settings, I think that that community management is more important than ever, making sure that you kind of have one-on-one -on -one dialogue ready to go because people can't call your office anymore. <laughs> that person mm -hmm. working in the office mm -hmm. isn't there or they can't just show up, uh, knock on the door anymore. So that um, person on the other end of the accounts right now really has to be active, engaged, and empathetic. Um, mm -hmm. And so I think that you know, that, that second piece of like building one-on-one -on -one relationships with people through community management is going to be a trend that was already important beforehand. Um, but I think that's going to become even more so um, in this new reality. So if you put those two things together, if you put the idea of going more micro and the idea of being more proactive and managing a local community together, then what you arrive at is an increased importance and focus on localization within, for example, the US. So we've got teams of people who are based in various locations in the States. And actually, maybe this current situation provides them with a reason or an opportunity to really understand really very, very locally their target community and getting much more embedded in the granular detail of very, very targeted localized strategies. 
when you look at these um, smaller groups and nowadays, especially when people are kind of retrenching to these more uh, tight kinship bonds, mm. I think there's a ton of opportunity for organizations around the world um, now more than ever to uh, lean into this. Um, you know, see what people are talking about. See if you can be a thought leader right now. See if you can give them information. It's going to make them want to talk about you as they spend more time with closer groups than they normally would. Just trying to think about how that might be relevant for the university space. It really just encourages colleagues to get into the grassroots and get listening. Absolutely. And I guess the the last thing just to kind of round off our conversations, really just to get some kind of practical tips. I mean, at the moment, institutions are adjusting to work from home and obviously you know, living life more online in general. I think there are going to be people who suddenly find themselves responsible for contributing to organizational support could take. Yeah, I actually have three tips right now that I think are important for institutions to kind of keep in mind during this time. Amazing. Uh, okay. Yeah, the power of three. You gotta have uh, the power <laughs> of three. All right, tip one. Let's hear it. Right. So tip number one is trust. What I mean by that is, you know, trusting your team. So um, every region right now across the world is drastically different. So even here in the US, uh, state by state looks way different um, with you give the state of the world with like uh, state at home orders and you know, who's able to do what. Um, so now more than ever, uh, I think you have to trust people in their local communities and their local regions to come to you with ideas. You know, they're the ones on the ground in that area. So what are they hearing? What does the world look like right there? Are there any kind of fads or themes or social media campaigns that are bigger? They're kind of being talked about either globally or in that one part of the world that we can lend a uh, point of view on. Uh, is it relevant for our organization to chime in on this? You need to trust your team that, hey, this is, this is happening. We should have a point of view on this and we should jump in uh, and act quickly. Uh, because if you delay too long on social nowadays, it's just, it's going to be over before it even started. The um, shelf life on a lot of this stuff is uh, days, if not hours. So you do need to be quick. And the only way you're ever, ever, ever going to uh, have a chance at pulling off something like that is to trust that team that they know what's going on in their, in their neck of the woods. Tip two, people want leaders right now more than ever. Strong leadership is something that's going to make people feel a little bit more uh, comforted than they might in this uncertain new world that we all live in. So when I look at a institution or um, higher ed, this is a great time for um, giving a face to your organization. So senior leadership through a you know, like an AMA style, ask me anything that are popular on Reddit. This is a great time to really give a look behind the curtains. We all have been kind of impacted in the past few weeks and we're trying to pivot and adapt to what this is going to uh, do for our organizations moving forward. Um, so what a great time to really humanize yourself, to you know, humanize your brand or your institution. Give access to the leaderships who are making decisions right now. They're going to impact, um, you know, students moving forward. Uh, you know, what is class going to look like if this doesn't resolve in the next six months? You know, will school start back up in September? All sorts of content right now, really, that can be discussed in a transparent manner. And again, it kind of goes back to some of those themes that we identified earlier is that retrenchment to smaller groups. Um, this is the time to do it. If there's an opportunity to offer that more small group formatting content, lean into it uh, because people are out there right now searching for that. They want to be comforted. They want to know that leadership has their back and is making decisions. They're going to benefit them in a favorable way moving forward. And then third and finally, what a great time to to kind of take a step back and audit your existing social or digital footprint. I mean, the world's kind of slowed down in certain ways right now. 
Um, this is a time to really look under the hood, see what your follower uh, accounts are, see what content's been your you know, most successful over the years, taking a really deep, deep dive into your analytics. Um, you know, maybe there's themes in there that you missed that you know been staring you in the face for years mm-hmm. uh, and you just have never really taken the time because you're too busy, which happens to all of us. Uh, well, now is the time to kind of maybe pause, do a little bit more reporting than you normally would because uh, you never know what kind of trends or themes have been there that could um, you know, help you move along uh, once the, uh, the world starts up again. Thanks so much. Tom, that's just so practical and, and so interesting. I know that people will really um, be absolutely fascinated by that. So thanks so much. Well, I hope some of that was useful for you as you plan your next social media move into the US in these coronavirus times. Tom's going to be doing some work for us and our client base. You get involved in that. Just give us a call, get in touch, and we look forward to supporting you in your work. Until next week, thanks so much for listening.